planet when... <laughs> care for one another. They kiss. I could teach you how. And he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthy language into thrust. As you kneel before Ozawa, legend of Zelda's turn to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like comicsonline.com. Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 13. Episode 8. Firefly 10th Anniversary. This episode, we bring you the audio from the Firefly 10th Anniversary Press Panel. Written by Stan the Man, don't you ever try to serve the new guys of this book like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus, Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics from the days of Marconi to Buffalo Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, Stolen and Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like gamma bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com. Hello again and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 13, Episode 8. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and instead of our usual podcast style or our interview style, we bring you a special nugget of fandom joy for all you brown coats out there. As you know, when we go to comic cons across the globe, we like to bring you a ton of exclusive videos. But as requested by those running the press room, Comics Online shut off our video cameras for this event. But as you know, you can't stop the signal. No power in the verse was able to stop us from tapping into the room audio to bring you this version. Comics Online is proud to present a very shiny podcast featuring Summer Glau, Alan Tudyk, Adam Baldwin, Sean Mayer, Joss Whedon, and Captain Malcolm Reynolds himself, Nathan Fillion. Enjoy our Firefly 10th Anniversary Press Panel. shooting a wonderful reunion special, and we would like to open the floor for questions. Hi. It is just awesome to see you guys all in the same place at one time. So I have a question for everybody. Um, the characters on Firefly went such an amazing distance in redefining traditional tropes in sci-fi television and movies. I was wondering if you could each uh, maybe give a brief statement on how portraying those epic characters that 10 years later are still so beloved by fans has carried over into the work that you've done in your career subsequently. <laughs> I think we're starting on still that. thinks he's in charge of everything. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I, I forgot, Nathan. What, what, was it, what was it like playing our characters? Is that what you're basically... Uh, no, I want to know how portraying your character... What have I carried... Oh, God. What is okay. it, how, is it, how has it affected your career since? Okay, it taught me how to act. Amazing. Uh, I tell you, I, I, would come, I come up with ideas all the time. <laughs> all the time, I come up with ideas. And some of my best ideas, I think, oh, this is great. Joss, what if I did this in this particular thing with this particular line? He would say, that's a great idea. Or... <laughs> 
just simplify it in such a way that it, it made it real and, and, and human and uh, it wasn't um, uh, I, I was going I, w- I was doing these moments of coolness and he said oh but in real life this is he would it was it, and you in did it in a very life, nice way be cool. you, you know what, be, being an intelligent guy it's 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 a skill not to make people around you feel stupid and and you've got that you, you do that very well I because I'm smartest and I but I don't they, they don't know about smartest me. S-M-R-T. Smart. So smart. Thank you so much, guys. Next question. Um, you guys may have seen a meme online uh, that had uh, four pictures of women from pop culture and then four women from geek culture, and Zoe was one of those women under geek culture. The implication was that geek culture uh, provides far better um, role models. Uh, There was a feminist critique of this. I myself am a feminist, so I'm casting no aspersions. um, That said that what this picture actually showed was that the only kind of womanhood that was valued and seen as strong uh, in geek culture was the warrior woman. I immediately thought of Firefly. Uh, Zoe is not Kaylee, is not Inara, is is not, yeah, they're, they're very different kinds of women. Um, in Firefly, and Joss, I know this is something that you feel very strongly about, and I wanted to ask you, what exactly do you think Firefly says to women, and what do you think it says to men about women? Everything um, that I do is, is, a, is going to contain the very simple message, not to men, but about them, that men who are comfortable with powerful women are more powerful men. It's um, it's uh, it's just ingrained, and it doesn't matter what kind of power they have. You know, we were watching that clip of Kaylee, and she can't fire a gun, and she's not a violent person, and um, uh, but she can fix anything, and she basically has like ship fixing superpowers. Everybody has that niche. The great thing about Firefly for me, particularly, was that they were all so different. That they were all carrying a very different power, a very different energy, a very different look. This also helped the costumer enormously because we were also in this like seventh year of Buffy where all the women were the exact same shape and all wore the exact same clothes. Right. It was a nightmare. But um, the, um, the look, the feel, the, um, the energy, the, the differences in their characters, including the companion and the power that she had, um, which some people will obviously also debate on a feminist level, Um, for me was just, it's just the way you paint life. You you don't get through that universe um, if you don't have the stones to be on that ship. Um, It's just just the way it is. For Zoe in particular, I would say, you know, this debate is always going to go on. Ripley in Aliens, there was a huge debate about, well, it's not feminist because she's only being powerful because she's protecting a child. She's being maternal, so it's not a feminist message. And some people were like, well, no, it's the warrior woman thing, and the maternal thing is the feminist part. We're going to go round and round. Um, At the end of the day, um, Gina Torres was playing um, a dedicated wife, a trusted friend, an intelligent person, and the sexiest and most badass of people. So I feel like we covered enough bases. Next question. Thank you for all of those role models. We really appreciate it. My, uh, 
My question is one of perspective. You know, now that it's been 10 years later, I was kind of wondering, now you've gotten a chance to step back and not be filming and things like that. Do you look back on the show and the material, and do you see things you didn't pick up on when you were sort of in the moment, whether it be something subtle, a thematic element, or something like that? I think Alan's going to go. Oh, because I just I just rewatched them again. Um, uh, he does his homework. <laughs> I, I, I just I just rewatched them. Uh, and uh, no. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's hard to pick up on the subtleties when you're fast forwarding through everyone else. Just my line, my line, my line. Oh, let me watch that again. That was good when I said that. Uh, and, and, and no, I, I I wish I there weren't. I was just be everything was a a discovery again watching it. For me personally, this last time, because I, there are certain episodes I hadn't watched for 10 years. Uh, and they would be the ones I wasn't in much. That's why I <laughs> watched them over 10 years. Because we've, we've all kind of picked out our favorites, and we've rewatched those. And there have been times when we've been on DVDs where it's like, let's watch Out of Gas. And we've comment, we've done commentary on them and whatnot. Um, but I watched the uh, episode that Nathan Fillion and I did commentary on, which is um, uh, War, Story. War Stories. And I have to say, listening to what I knew back then, I knew a lot more about the show. I had much more perspective on the characters and what was going on while we were doing it. So my perspective has changed. It's just changed more as from someone who's immersed in it and living it on a daily basis to someone who has fond memories of it that are kind of like blurry photographs. And then rewatching and reliving it, it was... I, I, I love the show so I, I almost in a better way because it's pure. I'm just as a viewer. Thank you very much. Ten years after Firefly, a million conventions, appearances, etc. Is there anything that you have not been asked that you wish you were asked, or a topic that you've never gotten to talk about regarding the show that you wish you'd had more of a chance to talk about? And that feel is, free to do it now. That is such a cop out question. <laughs> You call yourself a reporter? I do. Have you no decency at long last? What's your favorite color? What is your quest? We've never talked about You vermouth. can't handle vermouth. <laughs> I stole that from you. Um, the one thing I've never been asked that I would like to be asked is, are you available for another series? Nathan, are you available for another series? From someone who's important, though, Sean. Okay, Nathan, are you available for another series? I'm busy. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm, I'm still thinking. I might come back to that one. Hey, guys. I think we can all agree uh, video games have come a really long way in the past decade. And if you guys were approached by a company like Bioware or uh, you know some other developer, what would you say to maybe making a uh, Firefly-based RPG or something to that effect? Because I think uh, we'd all love it. Rocket propelled grenade? What's an RPG? What's an RPG? I dispute the premise of your question. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, there was a lot of talk about a multiplayer uh, thing uh, and a couple of different companies vying for it, uh, and it just sort of uh, 
disappeared into the ether, and I'm not sure why. Um, I always felt that, uh, you know, this, this verse absolutely lends itself to gaming, and the kind of, you know, like, the, the really immersive multiplayer gaming where you, because there are so many planets and so many agendas and so many things to do besides shoot at things, um, that uh, I think it's absolutely a perfect fit. I also think it should still be on the air. <laughs> many, many of my opinions are not shared by powerful people. I, I, I can help you with that. Uh, Sean, Mike, maybe Sean is what's yeah. going to fund the game. Yeah. Joss, are you available? <laughs> Shoot. Hi, Joss. Sorry to go off topic. Uh, have you come to terms with directing uh, Avengers 2? Sorry to go off topic. And if you want to stay on topic... If the success of this special goes well, are you thinking about a reboot for Firefly? Yes, because we need a younger cast. <laughs> That's fair. Not you, not you, not you. Captain Andrew Garfield. Lead. Captain River. Zach Efron as Simon. Again. <laughs> Again. Um, Summer's uh, in it. Yeah, no, Summer there's will not, be in not, it. I have not, there's nothing about uh, Avengers 2 yet. I'm still just, uh, I'm having fun with this. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we could make another one of these. I mean, right now we'd have to shoot it with my phone, but they're getting really good, these phones. Since he already stole my question, um, uh, if you do do a another filmatic sequel to Firefly, will you be pulling uh, Blake Seven now that you've killed half the cast? Will you be bringing them back as evil twins or clones, etc.? Um, in all honesty, um, I uh, I don't believe in evil twins and clones in that particular universe. Um, I think it would be wrong. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. You have to move on. You have to deal with the present. And by that, I mean you have to have an intricate flashback structure. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you honestly that in my head, the opening scene of the sequel is a conversation between Wash and Book. And it, where it goes from there, I can't tell you. <laughs> but it's very, very cool. And will anyone here be able to make you guys cry here, as you did in the last panel? Um, well, you all have large, heavy metal objects that <laughs> bludgeon us with. So uh, are you guys constantly amazed with the fact that so many pieces of the show, like Shiny and I'll Be Back in My Bunk and all these things that just continue to have a life beyond their, beyond their own, little, little pieces of the show are like going viral over the years? Wait, I heard that. I'm sorry. What was the first part? The question, yeah, are you they were writing an episode just here, just now. Surprised by the fact that little lines and little pieces of the show have gone viral over the years. I'm surprised the hat went viral because it was in such a, an unaired episode for one. It was an unaired episode. Here's the thing about the hat. Okay, um, it's it's tangible. It's DIY. It's you know, it's it's not. I'm wearing an entire kite. So you can have the hat, go to your day job, and then just. Put the hat. Like, it's, it's everything that should work for cult. If I was, like, smart, if I thought ahead of these things, I would create these things based on that. 
Go, give my, you don't see a lot of people dressed up as most of my characters because they don't have outfits. We get some mouths, we get a lot of Kayleys. Not as many ballroom Kayleys as we used to. But but it's it's the specificity and the fact that it's got that homemade feel that people do make them themselves. It's like, it lends itself also, you know, looks, it's very flattering. Flatters the wearer. It helps It does. I mean, it's cozy, and it's cozy in the wintertime. And it tastes cozy. Now, you were talking about cosplayers. Now, here's a question. Have you ever, couple part question. Have you a, ever dressed up as your characters and gone to a con as one of your characters? Also, you said that cosplay, uh, that you've seen people dressed up as your characters from Firefly. Um, now, how many, co- now, I've seen some cons of fly, Firefly based off that stuff, and you see people dressed up as your characters. Do you feel like that's like, yes, finally, still there. It's still going strong. Of course. No, I think they're like, give me my clothes back. <laughs> <laughs> the question really isn't, have you dressed up as your character at a con? The question is, have you dressed up as your character in an episode of your next series? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, Zach, Zach Levi, he, he's got the Nerd HQ. He put together a little thing, uh, trailer, trailer Park uh, Heroes, and he's got a lot of cos, cosplay guys in costumes there. So that was, a, that was a thing I did for a little while. And part, partially, I would give a lot of credit to uh, Joss and the Firefly world for welcoming you know Chuck into here because I think that's why she wore tired. <laughs> so that was that. We Sometimes that. I still dress like an executive producer. I have like a, pen, <laughs> a red pen for rewrites. Hi. I didn't realize how short I was till right now. Um, <laughs> we didn't want you to hear okay. it from a stranger. <laughs> I guess can hear it. Hi, my name is Jessica from girlgamer.com. I'm asking a question. On behalf of two Marines who were both caught in the IED, they flew all the way from Afghanistan here to hope to see you guys. They're actually waiting outside by the Batmobiles because they can't make it inside. But they love Serenity and Firefly when they were recuperating after an amputee. Um, they just kept watching it. And I wanted to know, what is it that you feel about your shows that the Marines, they just can't stop watching? Something about it just touches their heart and they love it and they can't explain to me what it is. Um, we, the show has been very popular with the military and, um, and also with astronauts. Um, and this is an extraordinary thing for me. Obviously, there's a war element. These are people who fought in a war and who suffered greatly because of it. Um, uh, but are also, um, they're a platoon. They're just, they, everything is them, you know, bonding in the trenches. That's the nature of the show. I think there's a kind of isolation that they feel and a camaraderie that they feel that no matter how dark and um, Machiavellian Mal gets, you know he will lay down his life for any of his crew. And um, I think that it's a very unironic look at the things um, that make soldiering a noble profession. And I have heard and read from people um, that it, in terms of uh, 
the, just the space element that um, there isn't a lot of stuff out there that inspires people to want to build rockets, literally, mm. or go in space. And that that, that that same thing, that same feeling of going into the black um, and becoming more of a person because of it uh, as, has, has hit them as well. There could not be a greater tribute. Thank you. There's, there's pro also probably something to the notion that our characters are together and the war is over. Like there's a life after the war that can be good and that it's over. And I would also say in terms of the astronaut thing, it might explain why we're canceled if our key audience are astronauts. <laughs> they both love it. <laughs> How many of those things are equipped with a Nielsen box? <laughs> Thank you. And my shorter answer was Morena. <laughs> <laughs> Love um, your shirt. Thanks. Uh, earlier in the convention, there was a panel about how um, a lot of the Whedon shows have continued on in, in comic book form. Um, are there any plans for uh, future uh, Firefly Serenity comics? And for the actors, um, is there any story about your characters that you wish you would have gotten a chance to tell that maybe you might be interested in telling in comic form? I had a story that, oh no. <laughs> oh, yeah. My Go story ahead. got told in comic form. Um, uh, my, or, or some of my story got told in comic form. Uh, Not the one with the mutant cows. Which one? The, one? the one where it was three people relating stories of Wash. Um, that Patton Oswalt wrote. That Patton Oswalt wrote. It was badass. Um, uh, so mine got told. What are you guys doing? <laughs> well, my guy, he he didn't he didn't fare so well. <laughs> Did yours get told? We'll get to you. We'll get to you. You'll have an arc. You want an arc? Well, Jose said no. Jose said I. I didn't see. He said what? He said I. Yeah, 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 microphones. Never mind. Summer. Let's go to you. Yours that didn't get told. Summer. Besides, where you take over flying the spaceship from Wash. That's all I wanted. <laughs> That's what I got. How we Bye. find out she orchestrated his death so she could get his job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy. I'm very content. I'm, 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 it all worked out really well for me. It really did. It's, really, it's hard in this position, in the position we're in, sitting where we are right now, 10 years later, it's hard for me to say, I want more. It's hard to say, oh, it's unfinished because I need, I need more. You know what? It's, it, I, I, I got a lot out of that show. I got a, a, an amazing group of friends. I, I got to do the best work I, I think I've ever done. And I uh, got a movie. And uh, I got thousands of these. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Hi. Um, it's great to see all of you together again. It just made my day hearing this was going to happen. Um, so with Nathan's uh, history with animation, that you're doing voices and things like that, I was curious because someone else stole my other question. This is my backup. Um, are you... Uh, interested in ever doing like an anime version of Firefly and having all the game come back and voice the characters. I think that'd be cool. Pretty easy, right? 
You don't have to. You're all here. Yeah, you don't, you don't even have to shower before you go in for voiceover stuff. I don't know if you guys know that. You can wear a baseball cap and your underwear, and nobody knows. I've done a little uh, voice recording with Nathan, and it's not it's not pleasant. <laughs> I mean, you can shower. There's a water shortage in Los Angeles, John. <laughs> Thank and you. And a pants shortage? Next question, please. Uh, I'm just curious. Um, there's a lot more ways for fans to express themselves and get their opinions heard down the prevalence of social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Do you feel like, and this may not be a fair question, had the sh if the show was on today, do you think it would have had it more of a shot and perhaps reach more of an audience because there's more ways for the fans to get out and What's express themselves now? and promote it? That's a fair. That's a fair question. Oh yes, I say yeah. Yeah, I think it would have helped. I don't. <laughs> Why not? I know that's, because that's you need a network that, for instance, airs the pilot first. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times you put it on, you tweet about it. I mean, on some level, the network has to be behind it. So unless you have that, you know, you can tweet in vain. You can tweet. Oh, you can tweet. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you feel like there are avenues for shows? Shows like there's more revenue streams for oh, shows. Sure. Like if you're it isn't make something making... just for the internet, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Thank you. Next question, please. Hi, I'm back. Um, we know that Roddenberry, one of his major motivations in creating the Star Trek universe was he wanted to show us our future, at least the future he hoped we could get to, that we would overcome the obstacles that faced us in the 1960s and then the 1980s, and, well, hopefully that carried on after his death. But um, what Firefly is a far less utopian view of our future. What do you think it says to us about that future? We're doomed. So it would appear. Uh, I don't. I don't have any faith in mankind. It's a nihilist vision. But I love my friends desperately, and the faith that I have is in their ability to band together when things are appalling and protect each other. That is the, the definition, the biological reason for family. And created family is what I believe in. And so, no, I don't think uh, we're going to solve the problems and have the Federation, um, which, by the way, had its share of problems, honestly. There were Let's a lot be honest. Of, yeah. Some of those outfits. Yeah. <laughs> and teaching green ladies how to kiss. <laughs> how would that go? A little something like this. On my planet, one, two, <laughs> care for one another. They kiss. I could teach you how. <laughs> okay, thank you. Boy, I'm glad I have that on tape, Nathan. <laughs> I, I'm sure this is being debated in... Academia, yes, it is. Uh, and at the Slayage Conference of the Whedon Verses, what do you ascribe 
the amazing longevity of a show that lasted 14 episodes that is now 10 years later seemingly more popular and can crowd a room like this as well as overflow and take over an entire convention as it seems to have done. I think it's me. <laughs> I think it's I think kind of the me factor. No, um, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's, there's a little bit of, you know, of, of the Camelot thing of it was there and then it was gone. Um, and uh, that, that makes it precious to people in a way that a show that runs for eight years isn't in the same way. Um, but also, I, I'm sorry, have you seen it? Have you seen these guys? I mean, the directors we work with, like, it just, we, the, you know, I mean, every, the prop masters, like, we just, we couldn't miss. It just, it just, it just sometimes these things come together and they're extraordinary. Um, and, uh, um, and the other element is why we write what we write. Um, we are trying to communicate um, about, you know, this human condition of, of, of unity during aloneness. Um, and I think those two things are very important to people and always will be. So it's not just that it's pretty and, and everybody says the funny things right. It's, it's that um, they're dealing with something that is universal and human and painful and lovely. Um, and the theme song. And, and, the theme song. And, and the other element that has to be spoken of that I feel a little weird about because it's not me um, is that I don't think anybody in the history of the 10 years of this, since this show has been on has really understood how much of it belongs to Tim Minear and how much of it is this man's work and writing. Uh, this relates a little bit to the last question, and so I apologize right now. My name is Louise. I'm from Nice Girls. And I'm wondering, I work in education regularly. Do you see this show surviving and being a presence here at Comic-Con in 50, in 100 years? And how, I mean, there, there are small children here that are seeing Jane Hats for the first time that I hope in five or ten years watch the show. And I'm wondering if you think the same way and what you think that's going to mean to another generation or multiple generations after. Yes, I say yes. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. we were right. Because we were right. The thing that we made was right. We were right about it. It was good. The network was wrong. Yeah. The fans are correct. And it's not just because it got cut down before its time. It's because we were right. And that universe was fully realized very quickly. And that's because of you. excited. Tune in November 11th this year. It's a full Firefly marathon. We do them all the time, but this one's special because we're going to be doing the hour special of this whole group getting together for nice. a reunion. If Fox had aired Firefly the way the Science Channel is airing Firefly, it's like they're putting on a movie. Every, the commercials make me weep. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. And if there's if there is more, let us know. We'll put it on. Let's give a big round of applause to the cast and crew and everybody. Thank you, everybody. Swag. 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 
Swag. Swag. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast are their own and may not represent those of Comics Online, any other participants, or any employers past, present, or future. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less additional seasons of Firefly. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciate foul language, Jane hats, biting sarcasm and everything keep pop culture, even when it's delivered by a robotic voice like mine. If you have comments, questions or suggestions for the Comics Online podcasters, we invite you to post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. All original material in this podcast copyright Comics Online. I'll be in my bunk. Swag a thousand times over. Swag a thousand times over. Swag. Swag a thousand times over. Put your internet browser to comicsonline.com.